1: Recorded live.
0: Well, hallelujah, and praise the Lord, everyone, on tonight. God bless you. Thank you for taking time out to come tonight as we talk a little bit about the book of Psalms, the very first chapter in the book of Psalms. But first of all, I just want to once again say thank you so very much. I pray all had a lovely day. I pray that it was blessed. I know sometimes it can get a little stressful but I thank God, hallelujah, for just being God. I thank him for his mercy, his grace, and everything that he has done for me on today. So um, we're going to go ahead and get started tonight, and um, I'm just grateful I'm so thankful. Um, please, if all those who can come join um, Young Men and Women in God Ministry on tomorrow night, the number that you dialed in on tonight, but it's eight four five eight nine pound one pound as it will be bringing forth another revival this month. Hallelujah. Overseer David Carpenter, Um he has a Bible study on Monday nights, also on the number I just gave you, with the same number with the code I just gave you. Um <clears throat> we had an awesome Bible study last night coming out of the book of uh First Thessalonians. So um if you get a chance, please, please come on and join us. Um also For those who can, we're having a Women's Revival in New York in July. Um, A woman is a gift. Hallelujah. Um, So, you know, please look me up on Facebook, Minister Robin Albright. Um, More information to come. Um, We're planning that, um, you know, you all can join us. We are looking for God to show up. We are expecting some change to be broken, lives to be changed. Hallelujah. So with that being said, tonight we're going to go ahead and we're going to pray and we're going to get into our word because I'm going to hold you too long. I know a lot of times we get busy during the week. We want a little time to ourselves want to work, but we're going to give God some time tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. So, God, we just want to say thank you, Lord, first of all, God. God, we thank you for your mercy and your grace, Father God, that suit every one of our cases tonight, God. Oh, God, we thank you so very much, Father God, how you kept us safe throughout this day, Father God. Oh, God, how you guided us and how you protected us, Father God. How you was our how you guided our footsteps, Father God. Lord, we thank you tonight, God, that you would just continue to guide us, bless us, show us, love us, Father God, as we love ourselves, Father God, that we may love others, Father God. But tonight as we talk about, Father God's Psalm, Father God, that you would just let a of word fall on the line tonight, Father God. Let me sit out, Father God, and let you rise up with me, Father God. Oh, Lord, I thank you tonight because of who you are. I bless your holy name, Father. You're worthy, my God, you're worthy to be praised. And we thank you, and we're looking for a word, revelation, on tonight.
1: Amen. Well, we thank God on tonight
0: for this lovely, this awesome opportunity to come before and study a little bit about the book of Psalms. Amen. So tonight, the purpose of the book of Psalms is a spirit inspired full of prayers and praises. Hallelujah. And was written generally speaking to express the deep inner emotions of the human heart in revelation to God. So that's just the little purpose of the book of Psalms. And on tonight, we're going to come from First Psalms, and we're just going to talk a little bit about what it says. And when I was studying this, woohoo! I tell you, I you know, it's amazing when you begin to sit down and you really study the Word of God, and, and sometimes when you read things, and you're like, oh, gosh, I've read that like 50,000 times, and that's not the revelation I got. But then when you begin to study, you begin to look up the meaning of words, I tell
1: you. So.
0: We're going to read um, the book of Psalms tonight out of the um, Holman Christian Standard Bible. And it says, how, how happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path of sinners or join a group of markers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instructions, and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside streams of water that bears his fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither whether so he does prosper, the wicked are not like this. Indeed, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not provide the judgment, and sinners not be in the community of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the ways of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to women. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about the way of the righteous. <clears throat> The first verse, it says, blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. This serves as an introduction to the entire book of Psalms. In contrast, there are only two kinds of people recognized by God, and each with a distinctive set of life principles. First is as the godly. Those, the godly are who's characterized by righteousness, love, obedience to God's word, and separation from fellowship with the world we as godly people have to realize that we are righteous we have to know how to love we have to learn how to obey god's word and the very next thing is we have to separate ourselves from the world the bible tells us we are in the world but we are not of the world so we have to be separate from the ungodly because the ungodly is what those who represent the ways and counsel of the world those who do not abide in God's word or counsel, who are cynical about God and mockers of that which is holy and who consequently have no part in the assembly of God's people. So we have to separate ourselves from the ungodly. We cannot walk around as God's people having the same attitude, the same mindset as those that are ungodly. There should be something about us that people see that separate us from the world. It said the lives of those who delight in God and his word have a root system that draws life from God and prosper. The ungodly are like the chaff that is blown away by the winds of God's judgment. They have no part in the kingdom. So, what what is a chaff? I said, my gosh, they're blown away like the chaff in the wind. A chance is something that is completely worthless, words that, that can, you can relate to, such as dump, scrap, reject, thrown away, sewage, rubbish. So, therefore, it is telling us the ungodly are like the chest, the ungodly are like the sewage, it's like the rubbish, it's like the wordlessness that is blown away by the winds of God's judgment, judgment and they have no part in God's kingdom. First Corinthians six and nine says know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but not deceive neither fornicators nor adulterers nor idolaters, having the qualities of female sex those those who are those who walk around that are feminist and have a woman touch touched that's supposed to be men abusers." They will perish. These type of people will perish. These are the ungodly. The separation between these two kind of people will exist throughout redemption, history, and eternity. This is this is what it is. Either you're godly or you're ungodly. The Bible tells us we cannot be lukewarm because Jesus will spew us out his mouth. he whether rather you be hot for him or he rather you be cold for him. he rather you be godly or he rather you be ungodly. So if you're going to be godly, then you need to walk around with those godly traits. You need to show love. You need to have patience. You need to have kindness. You need to have um, humility. You need to have temperance. You need to have joy, love, peace. All of those fruits of the spirit, those are the things that we as godly people have to walk around with. Now, we want to stay ungodly in the world. We can be rude to people. We can just... um, Ignore God's word, we can just not pay attention to nothing He has told us, and just go on about our way, live our lives how we think we ought to live them. But we have to understand that God already knows the plans He has for us, so we walk in our own plans when we walk outside of the Word of God. Amen. And you know what's amazing to me also is simply this: we have to to understand and realize that. There's a plan for each and every one of us. Now, whether we follow God's plan or whether we follow our plan, those are two different things. But there's a plan for all of us. All right, let's move on. It says that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. this This verse in the book of Psalms emphasizes the distinction between the righteous and the wicked again. The righteous can be distinguished by their lifestyle and association and by the things in which they delight. You know, no person can experience God's blessing, beginning of verse 1, blessed is who? But no one can experience God's blessing without turning from harmful or destructive association. We have to be rooted and established in establishing God's word. Not only that, but we have to be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. So, therefore, the Lord knows who, the, therefore, the Lord knows those that are His by name. But not only do He need to know us by our name, but He must know us by our character, for that was agreeable to the state of being in God, that we may study to answer the character, which is indeed the both the command of the law. Which are bound in duty to obey in condition of promises. So therefore, we not only not only does he have to know, hey, this is Robin Albright, but that's my child because I can tell by her character, I can tell by her humility, her humility, I can tell by her love, um, I can tell by her tempers, I can I can tell just by her demeanor that yes, that is my child. Because you know what, I am, I am, how I going to put this, I am. Walking in the way of Christ. So, yes, he's going to know who I am, not because he already knew He knew who I was. He knew all about me before I was even formed in my mother's womb. But now that I am here, I am showing him, yes, I am who you say I am. I am a child of God because of my character, because of my actions, because of my word. So. So with that being said, the character of a good man is here given by the rules he chooses to walk by and to take his measures from. A godly man will see evil around and is not led into it that his first characteristic, because in Psalms 119 and 115 says, speaks about departing from the evil. So we are... Children of God, and even though we see all of this stuff that is going on around us, and it looks like the evil are prospering, look like those that are not even in God's word, look like they're being blessed with houses and cars and jobs and fine stuff. But we see all of this, but as children of God, we know that we have to build our treasures in heaven, where there's no rust, the moth can't destroy it. But when those that are here they're only building something temporal because it's a it is a carnal mindset, so therefore we see it, but we're not moved by it because we know only only good and perfect gifts come from the earth. We're not moved because we know God's going to supply our needs. We're not moved because we know that, you know, there are certain things we have to do to inherit the kingdom of heaven. You know, we have to be peacemakers and and we have to be pure in heart. You know, those things are what we have to be as believers, as godly people. The ungodly, you know, it looks like they can do what they want and get away with it. There's no consequences, but there are It goes on, says, his delight is in the law. Those who are blessed by God not only turn from evil, but also build their lives around the instructions of the Lord. They generally take pleasure in God and his beauty and pattern their lives according to his words. What motivates their action is love for God and the love for his name. That should motivate us to do right because we love God. We have a desire and a passion for his word. We want to do right. We want to um, show people. That Christ is not um, some evil person, like some people think. And I saw some of the data said, "Well, you know, if God was real, why is there evil? Because, we, you know, the beginning of time there was evil. When Lucifer was kicked out of Satan, i mean, sorry, When Lucifer was kicked out of Satan, when Lucifer was kicked out of heaven, you know, when Satan was kicked out of heaven, th- there had to be a place for him to go. So, therefore, he went to hell." And, you know, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, that's what brought sin God came, he cleansed the earth, and yet sin came back into the earth. So we as Christians have to walk in a way. We're not going to be sinless. Because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. None of us are perfect because we have not yet reached that perfection, and that's in heaven. And so while we get yet here on this earth, we're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. You know, we're going to do things. But ultimately, we are striving to do the best we can as children of God, that we may walk in an upright and righteous way, that we may be looked upon as godly people, as godly children, not the ungodly. We don't want to be looked at hypocrites and, oh, those they think the fact, though holy people, they act like. No, we fall, but yet it's grace and mercy that suits our case. A just man father, but he gets back up. We can't stay down when we fall. We have to be like a tree planted by a rivers of water, rooted and grounded in the word of God. And we have to understand that motivation for God, we have to understand our motivation
1: for God is love in his Word.
0: Also, and it says, in this law do he meditate day and night. And those seeking to live under God's blessing meditate on God's law. They meditate on his word. In order to know God for revelation and to shape their thinking and attitudes and actions, we must read the words of scripture. We must ponder on them. We must compare them with other scriptures in the Bible. And when we are reading passages in the Bible, these are some questions that should cross our mind as we're going through tonight in Psalms. You know, is God's Spirit applying this verse to my life and personal situation? How is being planted by, how is being like a tree planted by the rivers of water? How is that scripture even relevant to my life? How is that scripture even relevant to what I am going through? Is there a promise here for me to claim What promise is there for me if I am like a tree planted without a rivers of water? Is this passage revealing a particular sin that I must strive to avoid? Is God using a command I must obey? Is my spirit in harmony with what the Holy Spirit is saying? Is this passage expressing the truth about God's salvation, sin, the world or my personal obedience on which I need to be enlightened by the Holy Spirit? When we look at this verse, (laughs) Planted by the rivers of water, like a tree. The godly, the ungodly, the chaff in the wind. Are we bearing fruit in a season so people can see? So people are being saved. What particularly is God telling me while I am studying these verses? What is he, What is the Holy Spirit speaking to me? These are some things that we can do while we're studying the Word of God that will help us to understand, to get a better understanding, that will help us to be able to see ourselves in the Word. You know, you have to see yourself in the Word because you got to believe that, hey, I can be planted like a tree by the rivers of water. I don't have to be with the ungodly. I can be with the godly. I don't want to be like the chaff. I don't want to be like the rubbish, the waste that is blown away in the wind. I want to be planted and rooted in the root of God's Word. What is, what is the Word? telling you and how does it apply to your life. Amen. <clears throat> and you know, I
1: also wanted to um you know, when it says that when we
0: talk about sin, omission and commission, what is the difference? What is the difference between omission and commission of sin? Simply <clears throat> Commission are those sinful actions that are proactively done. Commission are sinful actions that are proactively done, such as lying or stealing. Omission is a sin that takes place because of not doing something that is right. Example, not praying, not standing up for what's right, things of that nature. So when we have a co-mission of sin, we do it purposely. And now we, we still we cheat. But when there's an omission of sin, is it because, you know, we didn't stand up for something that was right? We didn't do something that was right.
1: Amen.
0: And as we move down a little further, it says, the rivers of water the outcome of those who faithfully seek God in his word is life in the spirit. Because water represents the spirit of God, as it says in John 7, 38-39, He that believeth on me, the scriptures have said, Out of his belly shall flow with of living water. But this spoke he of the spirit, which they that believe on him, shall receive of the Holy Ghost and was not yet given because that Jesus is not yet glorified. So when the Spirit, when the gift of the Spirit is given to believers, experience Spirit is overflowing life. Those who are instructed by God and who abide in His Word will receive an unfailing source of life from the Spirit. So, therefore, when we are in the Spirit, when we are in God, there's going to be an overflow, there's going to be abundance in our life. So we can only re- receive that upon and we can only receive those
1: instructions if we are God. So the phrase here, <clears throat> excuse me, whosoever
0: whosoever he doeth should prosper. does not mean that problems or failures will not occur, but rather that a godly person will know God's will and favor. Reference. Third John verse second says, "Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers and be in health, even being health, even as thy soul prospers." So, as we can see here, that God's provision and attention that we as believers be healthy in our lives, be accompanied by His blessing. He wants all to go. He wants all to go well for us. He, he wants all to work out for us. He wants his plans. He he wants his purpose to work out. He wants our ministries to work out. He wants our families to work out. He wants our jobs to work out. He wants things to go according to, God, to his will and to his direction, his direction. So thus God's blessings of redemption in Christ are intended to meet physical and spiritual needs. We have to understand that God wants us to prosper in health. He wants us to prosper and our souls. But in order to do that, once again, we must be godly. He know our names, but he must also know us by our
1: character. So, so, you know, God's presence
0: helps. God's presence. His help and blessings in our physical life are related to prosperity of our spiritual life. Why? Because we must seek God's will. We must obey the Holy Spirit. We must remain separate from the evil age. We must love God's word. We must seek him in prayer. We must work hard. We must trust him to supply our needs. And we must live by the purpose for seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. These things right here will help us seek the blessing and help us and will help us as far as God please forgive me. Will help us in God's presence. The ungodly describes unrepentant sinners with three awful pictures. We're gonna talk about the ungodly for a second. Because we don't want to work hard, we don't want to seek, we don't want to, you know, we want to work hard and we want to seek God's face in prayer and we want to remain separate from the evil age. So the ungodly are unrepentant sinners with three awful pictures. Once again, like I said, they are like the chaff blown away by force and they cannot be seen. They will be condemned before God on judgment and they will perish for eternity. This is your reward for being ungodly, for being unrepentant sinners. You will be condemned on Judgment Day before God. You will perish for eternity, and you are like the chaff blown away in the
1: wind. You're nothing. You're worthless. So tonight we want to just, talk about we want to be righteous. We want to stand
0: before God that we don't be cynical. We don't want to mock him. We want to stand before God that when the judgment day comes, that we will be judged. You know, we will be judged according to our worship, we will be judged according to what we've done. And, you know, we have to understand here in the first book of Psalms, you know, this Psalm is, is, is a book. It introduces us to righteousness because we have to take the right path. and We have to take and meditate on God's word day and night. We have to understand that we can't be like the world. We are separated from the world. And, you know, a, a Bible, a memory verse that I want to put with this point tonight is John 10, 10. The thief come not but for to steal and kill and destroy, and I come that thou might have life and they may have it more abundantly. See, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. He wanted to steal our joy. He wanted to kill our faith, and he wanted to destroy us spiritually. But when we are in Christ Jesus, we have become new creatures. We are now godly people and that we believe that Jesus has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly, that we will live eternally with the Father. Nobody wants to be in damnation forever, burn in hell, and and, and sit there with the, you know, we don't want to sit with the ungodly. We're not judging anybody, but we don't want to be
1: considered the ungodly. We want to be judged righteously.
0: Accordingly to all of our good deeds, all of our good works, you know, we want to, once again, you know, we want to be able to seek God's faith in prayer. We want to be able to love God's word, hide it in our heart. We want to be able to hear and obey what the Holy Spirit is telling us. We want to work hard while yet it is still day because when nighttime comes, no man will be able to work. And we want to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first and all other things will fall behind it. So I just come tonight a little bit to encourage you on how to stay righteous, how to walk right, how to talk right, how to be right in God. When we're reading these verses Ask God those questions we said earlier. Seek his faith. You know, ask, is God's spirit applying this verse to my life and personal situation. You know, we have to understand, we have to claim the promises of God.
1: So we have to come together as one accord. And understand
0: that we are righteous people. And that we are those who are, um, you know, a reflection of Jesus. And we want to look in the mirror and see a good reflection. And we want people to look at us to see a good reflection. It's not an easy road. I will not sit here and tell you it's an easy road because it's not. Because are we know better than the prophets that were before us. They were per- persecuted in order to reign with Christ. We too must be persecuted. So I pray on tonight that you caught something. I pray that the Holy Spirit gave you something, that we can do better by walking upright, that we can make our spiritual life a whole lot better. Hallelujah. And that you will begin to seek God's face, search out the word of God, begin to hunger and thirst for it. Hallelujah. So I thank you all on tonight for joining me, that you will strive to be more righteous, strive to do the right thing, And when we sin and we fall, repent. Shake yourself off, get up, repent. Ask God for forgiveness, and he will forgive you. That's the type of God we serve, a just God, who is able and willing to forgive. So um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to close tonight. Hallelujah. And, you know, just Pray, you know, in your prayer time, ask God to show you some things that you're doing that you may not even see that you're doing that you can take and turn it around that you can take and 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 um, you know, do something whole, uh, totally different that we can stay righteous in the Word of God. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to pray on tonight, and and um, you know, I thank God, I thank the Holy Spirit for um giving me a, some revelation tonight. Because, you know, we sometimes as Christians, as saints, we want to walk in a righteous walk. But then as, as you know, as Paul said, every time I try to do good, evil is always present. And yet he asked for that thorn to be removed in his thigh, and he's fighting against two natures, the good nature and the bad nature. Because, you know, we have to remember, before Paul was Paul, he was Saul. He was going around persecuting the persecuting the Christians, killing the Christians. And yet on that Damascus Road experience when, when he was blinded for those three days, hallelujah, thank you, God, he was blinded for those three days. And after those three days and after the resurrection of his his soul, and after he had been crucified and after he had to die to flesh, and he had to be humble and cry out unto God. On the third day, my God, hallelujah, the scales were removed from his eyes and his name was changed from an ungodly man named Saul to a godly man named Paul. And Paul was wrestling between two natures the godly and the ungodly, as we wrestle on today. And every time he turned around and do something good, evil was present. But we have to take this thing from Paul and know that this thorn that's in our side that we may have been asking God to remove, that old man, I know the Bible says we become become new creatures in Christ. The old man has passed away and the new has come on. But something is going to come up—a familiar spirit, a familiar action, a familiar word, a familiar place. A familiar something is going to come up, and sometimes those things come up and they dig in our side because it causes us to be humble. It causes us to stay righteous. It causes us to walk upright. It causes us to stay on our knees and pray. It causes us to fast. It causes us to get in our word and dig in the word and read. And causes you know it causes us to be the person that we ought to be in Christ Jesus. So. I just want to encourage you on tonight that this walk is not an easy walk, but you can do it. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. So God gives you the strength to do it. You can do it. You're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. So I thank you on tonight. God bless you. God bless you. And I pray that you would begin to see God's face, that you can walk more upright as I myself will continue to see God's face. In that arena also, because, you know, you never, you never, never can get enough, excuse me, you can never get enough of God's word. So, God, I thank you on tonight, Father God, for your faithfulness. I thank you tonight, God, just for your love, Father God. Oh, God, I ask that you would touch each and every one of us, Father God, that we would become more righteous, we will walk upright, Father God, in the word, that we would begin to seek you, Father God, desire you, Father God, that we would hunger for the word, God, and that when we hunger, Father God, that you will feed us, Father God, when we thirst, Father God, that you will give us something to drink, Father God. God, I pray tonight, God, that we will be grounded, Father God, we will be rooted in your word, Father God, that even when the enemy comes in, God, even when the storms come in, even when things don't go our way, Father God, that we will not waver, Father God, we shall not be moved, Father God, but Lord, we thank you tonight, God, that you bless blessed in such a way, God, that when we open up our mouth, God, that living, the water would run out. Living water will run out, Father God. And, Lord, I thank you tonight, God, for the abundance, for the overflow, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, and I bless your holy name, Father God. Oh, Lord, I ask you to bless each and every one that's on the line tonight, Father God. Oh, God, help us to see our wrongs, Father God, but help us to walk right, Father God. Help us not to point fingers, Father God, but help us to lend a hand, Father God. Oh, Lord, help us not to kill with our mouth, Father God, but help us to uplift, Father God, and give life, and we bless you tonight. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen. I thank you.
1: God bless.